If you're in the market for a new home, you might think that real estate agents are just for the seller. But buyers with real estate agents are smart shoppers, and the seller pays the commission. But buyers beware. Before you choose an agent, read our story. Choose agent carefully before buying a house when you hit moneypit.com. Just click on ideas and tips, then click repair and improve. And for answers to any home improvement or home repair questions, give us a call right now. 888-MONEYPIT. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Call us right now with your home improvement question. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. You got an improvement you want to tackle today? We're here to help. You got a repair you're dealing with? We'll help you with that, too. You know, if you're standing in water up to your knees, you probably should call a plumber. But if it's less immediate than that, you could call us. But if it's only up to your toes. That's okay. (laughs) Then then there's still hope we can help. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Hey, speaking of plumbing, you know, one thing I really can't stand is a wimpy shower. Is low water pressure getting in the way of your morning routine? We're going to tell you how to get that strong, refreshing spray you miss back in your shower head in just a bit. And also this hour, does your family like to hang out in the kitchen? I bet you they do. No matter what the rest of your house looks like and how comfy it is, the kitchen is the one place everybody just loves to chill. Well, we can help you make that space way more comfortable. We're going to tell you how to make your kitchen into more of a living room. Plus, if you're like me, you have lots of stuff in your house with my wife, three kids, a dog, a goldfish, It's a lot of stuff around my house. We're always (laughs) at a loss for space. And our closets are where we end up hurting the most. Coming up, we're going to tell you how to maximize that closet space and get organized so that everyone in your household, including the fish, have a place for their own things. That's right. We don't want to forget about the fish. (laughs) And, of course, it wouldn't be the Money Pit Show without a prize giveaway. That's right. This hour, we're going to choose possibly you to win a 4-in-1 ratcheting wrench from Gear Wrench. It's worth 30 bucks, and it's a great hand to that you can add to your toolbox. So call us right now. The number is 1-888-MONEY-PIT. Leslie, who's first? Terry in New Jersey's got a mysterious funk going on at the house. What happened? Tell us about it. Hi there. Uh, We have a finished basement. We refinished it two years ago. Um, And we are noticing, um, without any rhyme or reason, a sewer smell. It has happened twice over the last three months. Okay. Uh, we do have an ejector pump in our basement because right. both the shower and the toilet are below the water level. Okay. Uh, we, we've had problems with the ejector pump not working consistently and not working properly. Uh, we've had a plumber in. He doesn't think, um, you know, it's any sewer gases escaping. You know, the, the drains are all used enough that there's water so that that seal is there. And they also don't really know if it's the seal around the toilet um, because he, the plumber felt that we'd be smelling it far more often than we are. So we are at a loss and don't want to go on a fishing expedition. Help. Have you talked to the plumber about the venting of this ejector pump? Do you know if it's vented correctly? Because if it's not vented correctly, that could be a source of the problem. Huh. 
Okay. Uh, he didn't even talk to us about uh, that. It's uh, got to be vented. There's a there's a vent line. You know, the same way when you have a bathroom uh, on the higher up on your house, you notice that there's a big wide vent pipe that comes up through the roof. Well, there has okay. to be a vent pipe for the for the basement bath as well. And with an ejector pump, it typically comes off of the ejector pump and may hook, hook up with the rest of the venting in the basement and bring it up into the house and up through the roof. So if the venting is not correct, then that could be a source of the problem. Um, something else to look at is the cleanouts for the drainways vent pipe in the basement. Um, sometimes those cleanouts, I find them are loose, and you can get a smell from that as well. But you need to look further into the waste uh, path for this bathroom and basically track it all the way from the toilet to where it goes out the house because it's going to be somewhere in there if it, in fact, is a sewer smell. Okay. And would that be why there's no rhyme or reason as to when it occurs? It could be based on the air pressure inside the house. If it turns out the basement maybe has a lower air pressure, the sewer gas might tend to vent more into that space. Mm -hmm. And that's going to change based on wind conditions and things like this that are going on around the house. Your guess would be that it has something to do with that ba that bathroom and that ejector pump. A absolutely. It's got to be looked at a bit more closely. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Ren from Utah is calling about a problem at his place of work. How can we help? Hey, uh, we've got a, uh, a two-story building that uh, I'm working at, and I guess a, a year or two ago they had an add-on, and they added a, a single story to the front. Okay. And it, it, anytime it rains, it leaks. And I guess the roofers have come out, and they've patched where the seam is. It's, it's a flat roof, and they've patched where the seam is, and it just seems to leak. And I guess they came out like three different times, and the roofer, I've heard, is, is just basically given up. So they, I don't know what to do. There's nothing we can do for it. I was just wondering if there was a way that we could figure out where it was going to be, where it was leaking from, and, and what would you suggest to patch it? Ren, uh, since the roofers have pretty much given up, I think it's time to call in a roof inspector that can help pinpoint the area of the leak. Um, there are some tools that are available to help detect leaks in flat roofs below the surface, and they're essentially infrared thermal imaging detectors. They can be thermal imaging cam cameras or other sorts of infrared detectors. And basically the way they work is because wherever the leak is, there's a temperature differential between that and the surrounding area that helps pinpoint it. Once you pinpoint it, then it's a matter of taking the roof apart in that area and putting it back together the right way. It's not really any more complicated than that. But figuring out where these leaks are is, is the trick. And it might be that where it's showing up inside is not exactly where it's originating from. So you made the do That's what I was of, thinking, because it can be, like, there's two ways of doing it. It wicks from a place. Correct. And then it also just follows the path of least resistance from exactly. another place. So I think if you did an infrared roof inspection, you'd probably find it. There are a number of service providers that do that. One of them is uh, called American Leak Detection. It's a, it's a franchise operation. They're on the web at AmericanLeakDetection.com. I am certain you can find a good quality roof inspector in your area that has this kind of equipment. But uh, if it's frustrating the roofers, I think you need to get an outside expert in there that can help pinpoint and specify the location and then design the repair. That's what I was thinking. I say it, it, it's a matter of uh, detecting where it's actually coming from because if you slop it on, up on the goop where you think it's going to be and it doesn't work. That means That's right. It's somewhere else, That's right? right? You need something a little <laughs> exactly. bit better than the goop slopping method of roof of roof repair. <laughs> Before it just becomes goop coating. Exactly. Ren, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Thank you. 
You are tuned into the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. All we're missing is you and your valuable call. So call in right now with your home repair, your home improvement question, 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, is low water pressure plaguing your faucets? Is your morning shower not so stimulating? Hey, we can fix that. You might be surprised to learn that it's very easy to do. A simple, inexpensive solution after this. If you have trouble sleeping because of stuffy air or if your floors and furniture feel sticky, it's not the heat, it's the humidity. During milder weather, when your air conditioner isn't running, humidity levels can rise unchecked. Whether it's mold and mildew or musty smells invading your home, an April Air Central Dehumidifier will help eliminate excess moisture and get you back on your way to a comfortable, healthy home and a good night's sleep. Call your heating and cooling contractor today or visit AprilAir.com. April Air, fresh ideas for indoor air. Before hitting the airwaves, I spent 20 years as a home inspector making sure home buyers were not moving into real-life money pits. And after performing 6,000 inspections, I knew exactly which brand of water heater I could trust, and that brand is Ream. Ream tank and tankless water heaters are dependable and energy efficient. Ream tankless units never run out of hot water, cost 25% less to run, and even qualify for a $300 tax credit. Ream's tank units include state-of-the-art features like Everclean, which prevents sediment buildup and reduces energy costs. If you want dependable, energy-efficient hot water, you want Ream. Learn more at Ream.com. That's R-H-E-E-M.com. I trust Ream for my hot water, and so can you. Table saw. 18-volt drill driver. 8-piece combo kit. You don't have to just wish you had the power tools you really want. With RYOBI, you can actually afford them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. And they sound really good, too. RYOBI. Exclusively at the Home Depot. As cooler weather approaches, we start spending more time indoors. Home improvement expert and co-host of radio's The Money Pit, Leslie Segretti, says there are a number of things we can do to make indoor living more comfortable and cozy. Fall is a great time of year for home upgrades. You really want to make sure that your house is in tip-top shape. That way you can avoid dealing with home improvement during those cold winter months. Leslie says that window treatments are a great way to add a personal touch to your place now that you'll be spending more time indoors. She likes Levelor cordless Roman shades, which are safer for children and pets. They also offer more privacy, providing full coverage on the bottom of the window while allowing light in on top. She also reminds homeowners to think about how they might store their lawnmowers for the winter. Ready to Mow, a program from John Deere, provides at-home maintenance performed by a trained professional. Leslie says it's the easiest way to preserve your lawn equipment for years to come. I'm John Tridden. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by RYOBI, manufacturer of professional feature power tools and accessories with an affordable price for the do-it-yourselfer. RYOBI Power Tools, pro features, affordable price. Available exclusively at the Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. 
Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Call us now at 1-888-MONEYPIT. One caller we talked to this hour is going to win a super prize to help get those jobs done around the house. It's a four-in-one quad box ratcheting wrench from Gear Wrench. It's the hand tool industry's first five-degree ratcheting wrench with four different sizes in a single tool. It's easy to carry in a toolbox, clip to a tool belt, does everything that you needed to do. If we pick your name from the Money Pit Hard Hat today, we'll be sending that along to you. It's worth 30 bucks. You want to qualify? you got to call us right now at one eight 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 money pit and be willing to come on the air and ask your home improvement question. All right. Well, maybe your home improvement question is, why is there no water pressure? We know how frustrating it can be, and there really is a simple solution to that problem. Low water pressure is often caused by block screens at the faucet's head. All you got to do is clean those faucets. So simply unscrew that faucet tip, clean the screen, reassemble it, and you will see those results flowing. And that's a good thing. Hey, do you have a plumbing question? Call us right now at one eight 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 Money Pit. Leslie, who's next? Aaron in New York is remodeling a bath, and how can we help you? How can I replace the bathtub in our bathroom without losing tiles and pretty much the tiles the style, the style that we have, we can't really find it. Uh, we're trying to make sure that uh, we can minimize that and, and make sure that um, the tiles don't just fall off and break. I mean, that's okay. Well, here, what here's what I think happen. you should do, Aaron. What I think you should do is I think you should sacrifice the bottom layer of tile. In other words, if you have four-inch tiles that go all the way up and down the wall, let's assume that we're going to lose that that first four inches. And because we have to tear the wall out there, we may lose some tiles in the process. What you can do is after the new jacuzzi is installed and the wall is repaired, you can put a new row of tile around the bottom and make it a complementary color to the tiles that are above. The trick here is to make it look like it was always supposed to be that way. So instead of having the same color all the way down to the lip of the tub, now you're going to have sort of a border color along the bottom of the tub. Does that make sense to you, uh, Leslie? Oh, yeah, and it could be an interesting choice. You could go with a natural stone or a tumbled marble or even those river rock or mosaic tiles so it doesn't have to be something that's difficult to install and it can look really like a beautiful decorative element. It doesn't even have to be the same size. I mean, if you no, have No, it shouldn't tile, be, I think. Right, you could make it uh, completely different. One fast question. I mean, what happens if the border is just like, I don't know, maybe like four or five or six inches over that so the border is real close? It's It's... it's Whatever the space ends up being with that one layer of tile, treat that whole space as the border, whether it's four inches, five, or six, and then make a selection of tile to, to fill that in so it looks like it was always supposed to be that way. I think it can look really cool when you're mm-hmm. done, and it solves the problem of helping you get the tub out without without tearing out all of the file, tile walls. And there's one-inch by one-inch square tiles that are on mesh backings. You can put those on individually, tile by tile. There's even tiny little micro-dot button ones that are quarter by quarter that are just so adorable and rounded from Bizaza. I mean, they're pricey, but they're so cute and they can really make a great statement. And you don't have to spend that much. You can go in any sort of price range and find something that'll work. I understand. Thank you. That was You're welcome. a great answer. Thank you very much. You're welcome, Aaron. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Barbara in West Virginia, welcome to the Money Pit. What's going on at your house? I have cold doors. <laughs> Cold doors, okay. Yeah, I can feel the air coming through them, and I need your help. Do you feel the air around the sides or through the door itself? Through the door itself. Well, you close it, um, 
I tried putting the, the tape, you know, the that has the sticky on the back. Right. And that seemed to work, but it didn't stay. It, you know, it came off. What I want you to do, Barbara, is check the gap of the door all the way around. If there's an even gap, then that's good. The next thing I want you to do is to add some felt weather stripping that you attach with brass brads. You don't stick it on. You actually physically nail it on. Now, the other place that often leaks is the sill on the bottom. And so when the door is closed, if you can put your hand under the door and still feel air coming through, another thing that you could do is you could add a sweep which kind of looks like a long strip with a brush sort of attached to it. And that's an easy thing, again, to attach to the bottom of the door. But the adhesives don't work so well, so make sure that you nail it on or you screw it on. That will tighten that door up quite nicely. Barbara, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Thank you. Now we've got Elba from Idaho who's got a question about a dishwasher. We bought a dishwasher. And we realized that, uh, I mean, the electrical system wouldn't take one more appliance. Oh, boy. And my, my husband, well, he said um, we'll have to redo the whole electrical system. <laughs> and, and that will be very expensive to do that. Brand new dishwasher for so many years. Oh, it's just been sitting there because you couldn't get it wired? Well, listen, I think there's another solution. Elba, how old is your house right now? Uh, I will save them probably, gosh, in maybe 50 years now. 50 years? Well, believe it or not, that's not terribly old. I'm going to guess that you have at least a 100-amp electrical system in your house. Isn't that the minimum that the towns usually have to provide? Well, yeah, sometimes. But, I mean, even if you had 60, are you uh, heated by gas? Actually, it has a system that is more like a circulated water. Okay, that's a hot water system, but do you pay a gas bill or an oil bill? Yeah, we, we pay a gas bill. Okay, so, so you, have ga- you have a gas heating system. You don't have a lot of, a, of heavy electric-consuming appliances in that house. So what I think has happened here, Elba, is that your total electrical system, in terms of its amperage, is, is plenty big enough for that dishwasher. What you might need is an additional circuit. Now, in the electrical panel, if you have a standard electrical panel and every single circuit breaker space is taken up, there's a type of breaker that can basically put two circuits in the same space as one circuit breaker. And this is available at at most electrical supply stores and certain electrician can find one for you. You need to find a way to get another circuit in that panel. If it turns out that you can't add another circuit to that panel, then you simply add a sub-panel. But there's a simple way, a simple electrical upgrade that you can make to add an additional circuit to your kitchen. The problem with a 50-year-old house is that the outlets on the walls in the kitchens and the outlets for the, for the refrigerator and what you would ultimately uh, hook the dishwasher into are all in the same circuit. And that's why you can't put more on there because you're going to trip the circuit breaker all the out. time. Yeah, but you can add another circuit. So this is something that's completely doable. I would recommend you contact an electrician. It shouldn't be a very complicated or expensive. And ask him specifically about adding a circuit to your kitchen. Okay, Elba? Yes, that would be wonderful. Thank you so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Thanks. Poor thing's been sitting on that new dishwasher for years. <laughs> Can you believe that? It's easy. Maybe your husband just wanted to replace the whole electrical system, and that was his story. <laughs> <laughs> or you could always just unplug the refrigerator every time you want to use the dishwasher. There you go. That'll work, too. <laughs> Tim in New Jersey, you've got the money pit. What can we do for you today? I've got a uh, four-foot by eight-foot concrete slab off the back of my house. It's about okay. four feet thick. 
and it's a, it's a, it has a basin blocked off around it. And I wanted to surround the inside of this basin with ceramic tile to make it look prettier than the uh, poured concrete that it is now. And I wasn't sure what type of uh, mix I should use to attach the tile to the, the block and what type of um, steel I should use as far as grout and stuff goes. Well, you're going to use a tile adhesive to attach it, that's for sure. You wouldn't use a mortar mix on a wall because it's not going to stay. So you're going to want to use a tile adhesive. Now, the other thing is about the poured concrete walls. They may not be even enough to get a real flat tile surface there. You may want to think about using something like cultured stone instead. Well, I've already gone across it with a level and a flat bar, and so far all the walls look pretty nice. Nice and flat? Okay, because remember, tile doesn't bend. Yeah, because if you're finding any parts where the wall is bowing out in any way, over time you're going to get those tiles to crack, or you're just not going to get them to go on smoothly. Oh, I found out that's the hard way the first time I did a tile floor. I learned my lesson. <laughs> I, I found a really nice uh, mosaic tile they offer on the Internet where they have um, different shapes, uh, compasses, sea animals and stuff, um, glued to a um, brown, brown pair bag type material, and you can apply it to the bottom of a basin with a mortar mix or whatever adhesive you're going to recommend. Mm-hmm. And what it you just wet the brown, it peels off, and it leaves behind these beautiful shapes that I couldn't possibly make on my own. And then you just grout it, and it's done. And I was looking for this effect for my uh, fountain. Oh, yeah, that would be really great. You want to make sure that you use a tile mastic, which is a tile adhesive made specifically for that type of tile, whether it's glass or ceramic, depending on the mosaic. Um, Some of them even come as a mosaic grout combo, which I don't know if you can use, especially with that facial peeling um, that comes on those tiles that you're looking at. But I would just look at the type of tile that you're using and then just read the mastic box or the jar of it that you're looking at at the home center to make sure it's right for that type of tile. When I do the uh, grouting of the tile. Um, mm-hmm. Is there a special sealant I should use after grouting the tile, like I would use in my shower, like a spray sealant, or is there a special tile for this type of application with like a base? No, I think any grout sealer would work fine for this, don't you, Tom? Yeah, they're going to be a st- any of the silicone-based sealers would work very well, Tim. That sounds great. I really appreciate it, guys. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Stephen Florida is doing some work in the bath. How can we help you? Yes, I'm down to the 2x4s in my bathroom. I'm going to redo it. Do I need a vapor barrier before I put up sheetrock? I mean, I don't think that's necessary, but I think you need to think about what type of sheetrock you're using when you're working on a a very moisture-heavy room like the bath. You know, there have been some advancements in sheetrock over the years, and there's something new from Georgia Pacific called Dens Armor Plus, which is actually, instead of being a paper-faced drywall like traditional wallboard, this has a fiberglass facing, which means it's really super durable for high-moisture situations like the bath, below grade, even in kitchens. Sounds good to me. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. More great home improvement advice coming up after the break. But first, is your kitchen more of a gathering place than just an eating place or a cooking place? Well, up next, we're going to make your kitchen comfortable for everyone in your family at more than just mealtimes. You live in a money pit. The Money Pit is being brought to you by, well, by us. Save hundreds a month on groceries, not to mention significant savings on home improvement products and services with your new Money Pit American Homeowners Association membership. And get $50 in Zircon tools if you join in the next 30 minutes. Call now, 866-REAL-HOME. That's 866-REAL-HOME. Now here are Tom and Leslie. 
Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, where we make good homes better. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And you, Money Pit fans, can have a little Tom and Leslie to go. That's right. We are indeed portable. Just visit MoneyPit.com and click on Listen, where you will find instructions to download our very popular podcast. And we are proud to say, if I don't say so, that it is the number one downloaded home improvement podcast on iTunes. How cool is that? Very cool. So see what you've been missing, download the Money Pit podcast today. One of the things you might learn if you download the podcast is a few tips about kitchens. You know, the kitchen, uh, of course, is the great American gathering place. I mean, face it, I know in my house, you spend we spend more time hanging out in there than we do in the living room. And it's probably the same in your house. You know, whenever you have a party, everybody gathers in the kitchen. doesn't matter how small a space it is or how large it is. It just always fills up. Well, who says that you can't make that more of a living space by perhaps adding some living room furniture? It's a new trend. An overstuffed chair for kids to hang out in while you're cooking or a small chest of drawers to store some linens or china will create a very cozy, welcoming space. It's a, a nice way to soften up that kitchen look aside from the just the hard line of the cabinets. You know, it's true. People are going to end up in there anyway, so you might as well give them a place to sit. Otherwise, they're going to be over your shoulder picking at everything you're cooking. Well, that can be a good thing, too. A little <laughs> testing along the way. So there's a couple of kitchen tips. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit. Let's get back to the phones. Leslie, who's next? Next up, we've got Joan, who's got a leaky window. Tell us about the problem. It, it's not really a window; it's a skylight. It leaks around it into the attic, and I've I've put a pan under it, but I'd like to be able to fix it. Well, tell us what type of skylight this is. Does it sit up off the roof a few inches? Right. Uh huh. Okay. And how old is it, Joan? 10, 15 years. All right. Well, typically what happens with a curbed skylight, that's called a curbed, C-U-R-B-E-D, a curbed skylight. With a curbed Uh skylight, they rely on sealants to become watertight between the skylight itself and the roof. And typically, those sealants will break down, and it has to be reflashed. To do that, you're going to have to have a roofer take the shingles off that are around it and then reseal it to the roof. It essentially has to be reset. Unless there's some obvious reason that it's leaking, like a broken shingle or something of that nature, if it's just the breakdown of the skylight as it adheres to the roof, then it probably needs to be reseated. There's one other trick of the trade that we can give you. If this skylight happens to have a lot of roof above it, in other words, if it's not right near the top of the roof, so you get a lot of rain that runs down and strikes it, you can install something called a diverter, which is a piece of metal bent into a 90-degree angle that sits right on top of the skylight. And the purpose of the diverter is to collect the runoff that comes streaming down that roof really fast and run it around the skylight a bit. It's the same thing that's done when you have a roof that goes into a chimney. In that case, it's called a cricket. But you simply can construct a diverter and attach to the roof with a couple of nails and seal underneath. And that will stop the volume of water from coming up to it. I think there's a lot better ways to do it than uh, sticking that pan under it. And that should solve it for you. Joan, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Charles in New Jersey is looking to talk about some siding options. How can we help you? Uh, yes, I was just curious. Um, I wanted to know the benefits in regards to uh, stone siding as compared to uh, like a panel siding or vinyl siding. When you say panel siding, uh, what kind of panels are you talking about, Charles? Well, I know, well, I know down in Texas a buddy of mine has. Uh, it's almost like a, a concrete uh, like a panel? Oh, you mean a fiber cement panel? Yes. Okay. Well, those are all real maintenance-free opportunities. I mean, vinyl is going to be the least expensive. 
Uh, fiber cement is a little more expensive, but it probably gives you a better return on investment when it comes time to sell the house. Now, in terms of the stone, it's that's probably, I would think it's probably the most expensive, but again, it's very maintenance-free. But isn't it also the most energy-efficient as well? Right. No, well, you think the stone is going to be more energy-efficient? Well, wouldn't it be? Because it sort of acts like a fuller layer of insulation because you're no, dealing with the mud base and the stone itself? You know, there, there could be some trapped air inside the stone, but I'm telling you, I wouldn't think of siding as my insulating layer. I would concentrate on the insulation in between the wall cavities. When it comes to siding, what you want to do is stop the drafts, and if you have a good vapor barrier underneath that, uh, you know, something like Tyvek or something of that nature, that's going to stop the drafts. So in terms of ranking these, vinyl, perfectly acceptable, inexpensive, uh, fiber cement looks great, very strong, very durable, and stone, if you like that look, I would kind of put that right up there with fiber cement. Either way, I think you'll be in good shape, Charles. Okay. And what about durability? As far as where I live, there are a lot of rocks and uh uh, when I mow the lawn, sometimes rocks will shoot out and actually put holes in, in the siding. Yeah, yeah, well, that's that's a real good point, um, and, and it's very difficult to repair siding. We occasionally will get calls from folks that do have holes in their siding, and usually we tell you to swap out the piece with the hole for uh, another good piece somewhere else on the house and possibly in an area that's uh, not quite as obvious. Margaret and George is looking to sell her house and needs some help from us. What can we do for you? Yes, ma'am. Hey, I love y'all's show. Thank Listen, you. My question is, um, in the past, I had a leak in my in my roof, and I've since I've gotten the leak fixed, but now I've got this water stain that's on my ceiling. Okay. And um, and I've just tried, you know, I've gotten that, um, it's called kilt, the water, uh, you know, like you spray on the ceiling and then shake the can. Right. But I found that it just makes it look like a wet look. It hasn't really covered up the water stain. Is there something else that I could do? Yeah, what you're going to need to do is I want you to go out and pick up some oil-based kills, oil-based primer. And I want you to prime not only the spot, but the entire ceiling. Because you're right, it does make the one area look perhaps a bit shinier because that's what it's doing. It's sealing that in. And then even if you paint on top of that, you're going to find that the paint has a different sheen in that area. So when you have a big water stain like that, you're going to need to prime the entire ceiling. And those primers come oil-based and water-based. And the, the tougher the stain, uh, the better the paint. So I would use an oil-based primer. I would prime the entire ceiling. And then I would uh, put the finish on right over that, put the top coat of paint on on top of that. And, of course, I'd have to let the one coat dry. Of course. Yes, uh, please do, okay? Unless you yeah. want your top coat to be one shade lighter. Right. And then, quick, sell the house before the next roof leak, okay? <laughs> yeah, because there's only, like, about 100 million shades of white. Right. Okay. <laughs> Margaret, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Thank you. Margaret putting her house on the market there in Georgia. Get those roof leaks fixed first. More great home improvement calls coming up. But first, are your closets overflowing with stuff? You know who you are out there. You've probably got one or two hiding around your house. And you know what happens. You try to locate something in that mess. Either you can't find it or you just can't reach it. Well, coming up, we're going to give you some tips to help you get organized. Money Pit! Dad, can you make sure there are no monsters under my bed? Anything for you, princess. Don't forget the dust mites in my pillow. Uh, and the pollen, spores, and bacteria in the air. Uh, I'll cast a magic spell to make them disappear. Dad, this isn't a fairy tale. We need an April Air High Efficiency Air Cleaner to trap up to 99% of the harmful particles from our air. There's even an April Air Electronic Air Cleaner that traps viruses. Protect your family from bacteria, viruses, and other airborne impurities with an April Air High Efficiency Air Cleaner. April Air, the best in indoor air comforts. 
You've heard the horror stories. Maybe you've lived through one, but there really are honest contractors out there. That's right. We can put you in the network with our new Money Pit American Homeowners Association membership. So grab a pen because you will want to write down this number. AHA referred contractors are pre-screened, licensed, insured home remodeling professionals. And when you hire one, you get AHA's $1,000 guarantee that the job is going to get done right. That's right. For less than 35 cents a day, you also share the buying power of thousands of AHA members and not just for home improvement products and services. And with our new Money Pit American Homeowners Association membership, you can also save on eyeglasses, contacts, and vision care, and you'll save hundreds a month on ready-for-this grocery shopping. And if you're among the first 1,000 listeners to sign up, you're also going to get a Zircon Laser Ball 360 laser level and Zircon's I-60 one-step stud sensor. This is a $50 value, but yours for free. So call 1-866-REAL-HOME. That's 1-866-REAL-HOME. Or go to moneypit.com today. But you're going to have to be one of our first 1,000 members, so call right now at 1-866-REAL-HOME. Somewhere, a guy is tossing his golf clubs into the water. But you, you'd rather build, say, a burled maple coffee table. RYOBI Woodworking Tools lets you do it. RYOBI gives you the power and precision you need to succeed at prices that help you get going. Of course, there's still some equipment involved, but it's power tools. And you don't have to wear those funny clothes to use them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. RYOBI, exclusively at the Home Depot. That's just beautiful. Before hitting the airwaves, I spent 20 years as a home inspector making sure home buyers were not moving into real life money pits. And after performing 6,000 inspections, I knew exactly which brand of water heater I could trust, and that brand is Rheem. Rheem tank and tankless water heaters are dependable and energy efficient. Rheem tankless units never run out of hot water, cost 25% less to run, and even qualify for a $300 tax credit. Rheem's tank units include state-of-the-art features like Everclean, which prevents sediment buildup and reduces energy costs. If you want dependable, energy-efficient hot water, you want Rheem. Learn more at Rheem.com. That's R-H-E-E-M.com. I trust Rheem for my hot water, and so can you. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by April Air, makers of professionally installed high-efficiency air cleaners. For more information, go to AprilAir.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti, and the number here is 1-888-MONEYPIT. So call us and ask us your home improvement question on the air. If you do, we are going to throw your name into the Money Pit hard hat for a random prize drawing, and you could win the 4-in-1 quad box from GearWrench. It's great for tight spaces and over-torqued fasteners. This tool is worth 30 bucks. It's available at a ton of different retailers out there, but it could be yours for free if you ask us your home improvement question on the air. So call us now. 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Now it is time to get organized. Is your closet stuff full and a mess to navigate? Can't find anything? Or maybe you can, but it all topples over on you when you try to reach for it. (laughs) 
Well, the AARP has some tips. They say it's time to organize that will save your sanity and can one day save your independence. First, get rid of stuff you don't need or use. Well, yeah, hello. Toss, sell, or donate as much stuff as possible. Now, there is a good idea. And in terms of selling, we learned a very good tip from our friend Peter Walsh from TLC's Clean Sweep. He says if you want to make some big money, sell it on eBay. Skip the garage sale, which I thought was a really good idea because you never make money with garage sales and people always come early and bug you too. <laughs> They're knocking on your door at four o'clock in the morning. Plus it makes the item seem a lot more special and then you get competitive bidding, which is nice. Next, go shopping for a closet organizing systems and they're getting more sophisticated every day. They have space for clothing, for rods, for shelves, for drawers. They'll help you put your hands on everything that you need without you having to kind of like pull out one thing from the bottom of the pile and have the rest fall over. Yeah, and also, when you're thinking about organizing your closets or any other storage area within your house, really think about the people who are using it. You know, does someone in the house use a wheelchair, or is this a child's closet that you're organizing? If the answers to either of those questions are yes, then don't place the drawers more than 30 inches from the floor. You want to see if you can find full extension drawers. This way, you can pull the drawers out far enough to see everything that's stored in there. And think about making higher drawers more shallow, and lower drawers can be super deep. If you choose wooden drawers, use D-shaped or U-shaped handles because they're easy to grip. And finally, make sure that your closet is well lit so that you can clearly see that beautiful order you've created for however long it's going to last you. Yeah, if you a week want, or two. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if you want some more tips on closet organizing and lots of other tips on keeping your home nice and safe and user-friendly, visit www.aarp.org slash home design. That's aarp.org slash home design or pick up the phone and call us right now if maybe you need to make your closet bigger because no matter what you do it's not going to fit we can help you the number is one <laughs> money pit leslie who's next hazel in minnesota has a question about mold in her cistern what can we do for you what i was wondering i have a cistern that we used to use but now we drained it and uh, i'm using a water softener so do i have to worry about mold getting into this cistern well, it's not part of your domestic water system any longer, is it? You're not using it for drinking water, correct? No, it was just like an empty room in the basement, you know. Yeah. No, you shouldn't have to worry about it. It's, if it's a concrete surface, there's no organic material to grow mold. You know, if it was covered with any sort of a, of a drywall surface, if you converted it from, from its use originally as a cistern to any kind of finished living space, then you'd have to worry about it. Yeah, no, it's but, just like cement blocks, you know. Yeah, you really don't have to worry about it. If it's not, if it's not a, if, if it has no organic material on it, you don't have to worry about it causing mold. It's dried now, right? It's all drained out? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Shouldn't be an issue, Hazel. Well, thank you very much. Marion, New Jersey's got a kitchen situation. What's going on over there? Hi, um, I have a thermofoil, white thermofoil kitchen cabinets. I moved into the house a year ago, and um, I spoke with the original owners just before they sold their ho the house to the previous owners of that I bought. They said that the cabinets changed colors. I have some doors that are white, and I have some doors that are sort of yellowed, and I don't know if there is some way of, uh, if you know of some way of, either getting them all yellowed or all white, trying to, you know, get them, because I have drawers, I have four drawers in a row, the middle drawer is yellow, I have three drawers that are white. You know, we've heard this many times before, and I don't think we've ever been able to identify a, a specific solution sort of refinishing. It seems to be a condition that's endemic to a thermofoil With the thermofoil process, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
Okay, so there's probably nothing that I can do about it. Just I don't think so, because I think that the physical condition of the, the physical material has changed colors. It's nothing that you can add to it that's going to bring it back. It's a function of its exposure to the, to the daylight and ultraviolet res, uh, radiation that leaks in from the sun, and it does physically change the color of the foil. Okay. Because uh, it also happened in the bathroom, um, yeah. the cabinet that's in the bathroom, um, which has no daylight at all. And one door is yellowed and one door is white. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of it also has to do with moisture. And in a kitchen situation, you're dealing with a lot of grease and moisture. It just tends to happen over time. It's just a reaction. Okay, so I just end up having to replace my kitchen at some point. Well, you could possibly replace just the fronts. I mean, you could reface the cabinets and you could replace the doors and the drawers. So it doesn't have to be a total replacement. But, of course, that's always an option. Right. Okay. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, where hitting the nail on the head is not just a saying, it's a way of life. Up next, a quick fix for quiet floors that squeak. You live in a money pit. Money pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by Ream Water Heaters. For dependable, energy-efficient tank and tankless water heaters, you can trust Ream. Learn more at ream.com. That's R-H-E-E-M.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, where we make good homes better. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And Leslie, I've discovered the four elements of any remodel. You ready? All right, lay it on me. Earth, air, fire, and credit cards. <laughs> True. If you're planning a major home improvement project and having a hard time managing the budget, we have a suggestion for you. First of all, you don't have to do it all at once. So coming up in our very next Money Pit e-newsletter, we're going to tell you how to take on major renovations uh, a little bit at a time and, and how to manage those costs a bit better. There are ways to get big projects done without laying all the cash out at once. We're going to teach you what those are on the next edition of the Money Pit e-newsletter coming out every Friday morning at moneypit.com. And while you're visiting MoneyPit.com, perhaps to check out some valuable project information or to sign up for our free e-newsletter, you can click on Ask Tom and Leslie and ask us a question via email if you don't feel like picking up the phone. And Dylan from Austin, Texas did that. Uh, They write, we own a three-bedroom ranch home built in 1965 that we purchased in 1994. We replaced the roof 10 years ago. Last year, we noticed mold appearing on the ceiling in the master bedroom just above the north wall. We cleaned it, even painted it with kills but it would keep coming back an expert checked it out and said we had inadequate ventilation ice dams on the roof and too much moisture in the house wow that's oh, a whole oh, is that all <laughs> that's a slew of problems we then tore out the sheetrock on the north wall and ceiling and found the attic insulation and inside of the roof were all dry yet we've seen moisture coming down the wall there was also a lot of mold at the top of the walls and on the insulation could you please tell us what's causing this how can the mold be stopped without tearing down the walls wow well, there's some truth to what the expert told you. The fact that you're seeing moisture running up and down the wall indicates that water did back up behind the ice dams. But what probably is happening is it's just a point-in-time occurrence. The roof uh, and its insulation are dry, so the leakage didn't spread in the attic, and, and that's a good thing. What you need to do is to strip off the first two to three feet of roof shingles and add something called ice and water shield. That's going to prevent the ice dam from collecting water behind it and pushing so that moisture back up into the room. Ice and Water Shield is made by Grace. It's a good product. There's information at graceathome.com. And it basically seals that first edge, which is very, very important because that's where the water piles up and can really get in and cause leaks. And if you stop the water, you'll stop the mold, and that'll solve your problem. All right. Good to know. 
So, Leslie, let's talk squeaky floors. Now, in my house, it's a useful low-tech alarm system because I have a teenager. And so it's always <laughs> nice to know when, when he's arrived home a bit past curfew. You can't sneak by the squeaks, so to speak. But they can also be a pretty big nuisance and that you don't really have to live with. And you've got the solution on today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. Yeah, there's actually a pretty simple reason behind why floors are squeaking. It's because the floorboards are loose, and the sound you hear is made by the friction of those boards rubbing together or the nails used to attach them being pulled in and out of the floor joists or the subfloor. So that's that squeaky noise you're going to get. And if the squeak happens to be coming from underneath a carpeted area, you can use a stud finder to locate the floor joist in the area of the squeak. Then you can re-nail right through the carpet using a hot-dipped galvanized finish nail, you know, the ones that have the edges that are a bit rough and bumpy. You want to drive it in at an angle to prevent the future loosening, more future squeaking potentials there. And you want to finish by grabbing the carpet by the nap or the pile and pull it up until the head of the nail passes through the carpet. So you're not even going to see what happened. That squeak is going to be quieted once and for all. I used to do that exact trick of the trade when I worked in new construction as a service technician, mm -hmm. but I could never nail the carpet when the homeowner was watching. Because they'd be like, what are you doing to my carpet? <laughs> but trust us, it works. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Thank you so much for spending this hour with us. If you've missed something that you'd like to hear again, or if you're looking for a specific question on something we've already addressed on the show, visit moneypit.com where you can search a year's worth of the transcripts of the program. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. of being upsold at gyms my guy you're currently a base member for 90 dollars more i can upgrade you to our shred membership for 130 more you'll be a swole member and for just 300 dollars more you'll reach sweat platinum at planet fitness you'll get energy without the upsell never pushy always free fitness training and equipment for every workout it's fitness that fits your budget join planet fitness for just one dollar down and ten dollars a month cancel anytime deal ends friday may 10th see home club for details